When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel with you. You can be part of the show, the Just Quality Home Improvements open line. It's 1300 736 736 or text in 0427 154 166. Expert in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawns and roof restorations. Menz, I've been looking forward to this. And Me too. We found out last week that we're going to speak to this man. I've been looking forward to it. Because he can help everyone, including everyone in this room. Sam's in the studio as well, because he wants some tips from Warney <laughs> as well. So thanks to Tire Power, Big Brands, Better Sale. It's on now. Get into your local independent-owned Tire Power today. Tire Power, helping you drive safe this summer. From the traders to talk all things AFL fantasy, it is the Warn Dog. Warney, welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Oh, it's great to be here. I love talking about fantasy footy. And I love talking to about it with uh, legends from South Australia because there's lots of fantasy love over there. All right. For the, just firstly, for the people that aren't heavily involved in fantasy, it's the season's not too far away. Can you tell us the difference between classic and draft leagues? Yeah, I guess classic's um, probably the one that is well played by more people, and that is the uh, salary cap game. So you're given the $15.8 million like the clubs are given at the start of the year, and um, you try to pick a team, and you've got 30 players to select, and what they do is score points for you each week, and that's all based on what the players in your team do. So a kick is worth three points, a handball's worth two, if you kick a big sausage roll, that's worth six. So pretty much you're trying to pick players that, um, yeah, that'll score you decent points, and because it's under a salary, cap you've got to be picking you can't just have a team full of stars you've got to sort of spread your cash out a little bit and so um, it's a very exciting sort of format to play because you can be playing that in leagues against your mates but it's also a big overall competition so draft works basically the same way it's but the difference is that you're just playing that against your league of mates and once someone's picked a player no one else can have them so if you had number one pick in the draft you might choose to pick Tim English, who was the highest scorer last season, and no one else can have him. So you're the only one with him. And a ruck is very important, obviously, to have in your side. And he was absolutely dominant last season. So if you started with that, he's a captain option for you, but also the best ruck in the competition. So draft is very fun. That's the one I'd probably prefer to play with my mates. We um, we have a fair bit of fun with that one. Yeah, I agree with your warning. I think the classic is brilliant, but the draft, you actually get to draft with your mates. It's uh, You're the only one with that player, which I love as well. So we'll start on the classic version, though. Who is, you mentioned Tim English there as the number one player. Is he, is, is it as simple as he's the number one ruck this year? Is it Marshall? Is Grundy going to be potentially there? If we're looking at the ruck department, who do you think will be the strongest hopes this year in terms of a classic format? Yeah, well, I still think that English is probably going to be right up there and Marshall wasn't too far behind. So they're probably one and two, but the thing I do like, and this is where Classic works really well in trying to find your value, some cheaper players. You've got Grundy and Gone, who have, well, they've pretty much been one and two for the better part of the last decade anyway, and they had to play together last year and that affected both of their scoring. So uh, their prices are essentially based on last year's performance and because they were sharing the ruck and probably not their, their output wasn't as good as 
is what we'd expect from them. They're actually a little bit cheap, and so I'm super excited about what Brody Grundy can do because we, we dubbed him the ruck pick a few years ago because he was one of the best scorers in the competition and doing better than any rucks have ever done. So we're hoping that he can dominate there up at the Swans. So he only averaged 75 last year, and he's actually averaged 120 twice in his season. So not sure he gets there before, but it gets there again. But I reckon that he is super valuable. Same goes for gone. So they might be my two rucks that I start with, despite the fact that I think that English and Marshall were probably the best two, but I think those two offer the value to get closer to them, if that makes sense. It does. So you're not going to be stranded on Xeri or Cherry Island this year? <laughs> well, we're thinking about that. I, I don't mind it because uh, what we do love is a ruck that can ruck by themselves. Because anyone that shares, a lot of, I don't think rucks like playing with anyone else. They don't like sharing their toys. So we want them rucking up, racking up those points for us in the ruck. So anyone that rucks by themselves is a solo ruck, which we reckon uh, I'll make next area. So Tristan Cherry from North Melbourne should be. Um, he's still a good option, but I just like that premium nature that I think Grundy and Gorn could be back like the good old days. Uh, just on the classic as well, I wanted to ask you about finding the right balance of rookies, premiums and cash cows. And uh, for those not attuned to the fantasy language, could you also run us through just what a cash cow is? <laughs> yeah, cash cows are sort of player that's starting at one of the, the cheaper prices. So basically the cheapest player in the game is 200k and that's based on, we call them like a rookie, maybe a, a first year player that hasn't hit the park yet. They're, they're down there at um, $200,000, although you pay a bit of a premium for the higher draft pick. So Harley Reid, who actually is the most popular player in the game, but he's at $300,000. So that's sort of what we call our cash cows or our rookie price players. And what they do, because they don't have like a high bar to go up in price, so pretty much if they're scoring more than 30 points, their, their price increases. And so hopefully those players are you know scoring 60s 70s and they start making you some coins so they're the cash cows and what you'd like to do with them is a bit of a stock market game they might make you some cash and then you sell them down for another cash cow that um, is coming through the system and it can work very nicely as you build your team up you sort of what you want to try to do as the season goes on you get two trades a week in fantasy classic and so what you're trying to do with those is by oh, maybe the buyers mid-season, you're trying to get a team full of as many premiums as you can as, you, as you're trying to win your league premiership or if you are trying to hunt for that car as well, which is uh, always a nice thing that probably the most exciting part for a lot of fantasy coaches. If you finish in the top 100, you, you get a money-can't-buy hat. And I Oof. think for some people, that is, that is the thing that you are aiming for. You get a hat with your, your finishing rank on it if you're in the top 100. And it's nice to see some of those out in the wild because you know that those coaches have worked pretty hard to get there. All right, Warnie, uh, let's have a look at maybe your top three premiums that are just locks. Like every guy, every player should have these three guys. Yeah, there's a few, and it's hard to call some locks at, at some point, but I reckon if I start in defence, I, I reckon Hayden Young, um, we like a little bit of more midfield time. That's probably one of those things that we see overdone in the pre-season, although this year we see more of that more half-back time at the moment for a lot of players, and we know that can be a juicy role for fantasy if you're getting some of those cheap uh, Mark and Kicks, our little plus sixes back there. But I think that um, Hayden Young is probably my defender that is the must-have, and, and he can take his game to the next level. He spent a bit of time in the midfield at the end of last season, and that's what it's looking like it's happening this year. So he'll be my first pick back there. And I'm finding it hard to choose between, and this is a bit of South Australia love here, for <laughs> um, Butters and Rosie. They are absolutely sensational. I think they're going to take their... Um, 
well, they're just guns. I think we all know that just watching them, let alone from the, the fantasy angle as well. And I think if I'm choosing between them, it's Butters because he's a little bit cheaper. And I actually think that Butters could nearly um, rack up a few more points than Rosie this year. So they're, they're both guns. And I think I'll definitely be starting with at least one of them. But I know my mate Roy that I do the podcast with, he's got both. And he's pretty confident on that. So, yeah, they're probably three players that I'll have. And actually, I will throw in there. And this is not just because we're talking SE. NSA, uh, Rory Laird, he's in my team as well. And I think he's someone that has been at the top end before. He averaged over 120 a couple of years ago. And he could do that again. He finished off the year pretty well after a little bit of a slow start. We're sort of... Um, look at well a lot of stats when we're doing our stuff here round one last year i think it was 40 degrees for him he only scored a 50 odd point game and um after that though he started getting it together and and hopefully that's how he starts this season and he can offer a little bit of value for us at the top end so a couple of your locks there lad rosie and butters you're keeping the south australian fans over here very happy warning now <laughs> i want to know this might be a tough one to answer but in my draft league last year, I took Dacos, Nick Dacos, at pick 26. Who is this year's Nick Dacos? Who is a player that won't be taken in the top 10, 20 picks and you think might be ready to explode? Well, it's a good question. Like, Dacos is amazing too. I think if you were starting, a lot of um, people like playing keeper leagues and um, that's something that I think... Um, if you had that pick one, I would be taking Nick Dacos with that. And that's a great get last year because you you clearly uh, would have had to have won your league last year with that, surely. Um, oh, I think I lost the grand final. So thanks for bringing it up, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this year, I think that's a, it's a tricky thing because this year you're looking for that breakout and that's the sort of player that you might see a little bit deeper. And um, well, let's go a little bit of South Australian flavour again. I like the way that Mitch Hinge finished off last season. So um, when Duday was down, he, his points just sort of started skyrocketing there. And so he, at the moment, like he's, he averaged 75 last year, which is pretty good, but for a defender... If he can take that to that 90-plus average, which he was doing in the in the back part of the season, that really puts him in the mix as one of those top players. So that's someone that I'll be keeping an eye on to get a little bit later in draft. And we do like a, a sleeper as such when we go through there, someone that might go a little bit later. But there's a few players as well that you have a look at what they did last season and you hope that they either might get back to where they are. But if you're looking in the midfield as a super value option... Um, I'm a big fan of George Wardlaw. I think he's someone that might be able to take his game in the second year, have a bit of a second-year breakout and take that as a midfielder. So one of those late picks because draft leagues are all different too because your customisation is great in the game because you might have some you know sort of shallow leagues where you've just got a few players on field. But I play in one where we're, we're picking our 18 players on field each week in our draft league and that that's pretty deep. So you've got to find some of these players that are going to take to the next level. Well, I wanted to ask you about the Ford line in Classic. It's a bit thin this year, just with losing a number of players who last year had the dual position status. It's tough. And so we've got Jack McRae at the top of the line there. So he averaged 92 last season. You can't trust Um, him with Bevo. (laughs) <laughs> no, and that's the other thing we've got. It's more than just looking at the stats. You've got to think about their coach. I know Bevo doesn't look after us fantasy coaches, but um, yeah, he's at 92 um, and he's a top player. So I think there were 11 defenders that averaged more than that. So the forward line does thin out and Dustin Martin came in at number two and we had to go and check the stats and, 
had to look and see if it was um, 2017 because it's been a while since <laughs> old Dusty's been right up that high there in um, in fantasy. But yeah, the forwards are going to be tricky, and I think if we're talking classic, I think we'll be looking at a lot of value players there. We might be trying to find those those real breakouts, and well, one of those. Let's talk SA again, and is like Josh Rochelle. Is he going to get a little bit more mid clock? He started last season getting some, and then he was sort of pushed out of there. He's someone that might be one of those forward options that could be. Could be a look for us, but yeah, it'll be all about trying to choose those um, those mid-price players. There are even a lot of those cheaper rookies as well. I think um, well, I've talked about there, Harley Reid being the most picked player. Like He'll be on everyone's ground, and I think we'll need to have him there to make some cash, and he might stay in our side for quite some time because as as the season sort of progresses, like, it might take a little while for us to work out who these top forwards are that we actually want in our side when we are doing those upgrades and, and just banking those big gun midfielders or the defenders to, to rack up the points for us and let our forwards just uh, generate some cash and it might be a little bit slowly in some cases. So, Wani, you mentioned those mid-price players, which I feel like are almost the hardest players in <laughs> the whole competition to nail and I feel like I miss a couple each year. One I want to ask you about is Max Holmes. So break even of 76 from Geelong. has looked like he's ready to go and explode. Just hasn't quite taken his game to the next level. Your thoughts on him for this upcoming season? Well, he was pretty good last year. So he still averaged sort of mid-70s. And if there's any club that needs to uh, blood some youth and make sure they've got some uh, young fellas going through it, it's the Cats. And I guess what his role will be and if he is going to get those uh, that midfield time. And one of the stats that we do like looking at is, um, and it's only come into vogue in probably the last three or four years, is the um, the centre bounce attendances. So that's something we'll monitor over the pre-season. If they're right up there and he looks like he's in the mix of one of those top two or three um, midfielders for the Cats, like he would be a great selection. And, and it could be a nice classic pick, but that's the type of guy that you'll go in your draft side. Um, yep, you could nail that because he's coming in. Like last season, he was the, basically the 70th best midfielder um, based on average. And if you look at your rankings and you go, well, I think he can probably make that top 30, top 40. He could be a definite on-field starter for you. But like you said, with nailing the mid-prices, it is one of the hardest things. And we're pretty blessed in in different years where we've seen that, like um, getting those players that can pop like that and watching these pre-season games coming up, that's that's usually where we try to find um, some of these guys. And not too many secrets are left on the table then because you're trying to find these guys that might be, yeah, finding a role in their side because the first First thing is you want to make sure that they're going to be in their best 22 as the season commences. All right, Warnie, before we let you go, who's the player you'd love to hate? Oh, I love to hate. Well, I'm a Bombers supporter, so there's probably <laughs> too many. Um, I don't have much to do with a lot of my mates, but mates that give me plenty of rubbish about um, the Bombers and the fact that, I don't know, is it 20 years or something like that that we're talking about now since that final win and all of that? But, um, yeah, I think that the love-to-hate player, and fantasy changes things for you because if you get a nice um, a nice game out of someone, as much as you might dislike them, um, it, it is tough like that. But I'm going to have to say, and I don't know how many people can um, even really hate this guy, but it's Sam Walsh. I think Carlton are probably my most hated team, but there's just something... It's the Carlton that I don't like about it, but it's just the fact that he's so good, so you have to love him. So that's where it is, and he's been a member of my fantasy team plenty of times, and I think he will be for 20 years to come. Warney, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it and giving us a bit of an insight on this year's fantasy. 
No worries. And, yeah, go and check out plenty of our info in the AFL record. That is out uh, on Thursday. So go and pick that up. And, um, yeah, hopefully you'll be able to pick a team. If you're a first-time player, there's plenty of stuff in there to, to get you going. And if you're a long-time player, you'll look at that and maybe laugh at some of our ideas <laughs> there, especially some of the, the get-up that we're wearing in that. The, uh, the AFL record team really did stitch us up with what we had to wear this year. Oh, beautiful. Thanks, Warnie. Thanks, Warnie. No worries. Cheers, guys.